0: Fear the talking queers. To a fucking 50 Ford and Crenshaw. Yeah. At the spot where Safari works.
1: (laughs) At Safari's place. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my gosh, I she I, did I tell you she answered a question of mine on Instagram the other day.
0: Oh my god, you good. Yes, she's a celebrity. I said,
1: I said remember when you fell on the floor in I Love Money or
0: when you fainted? <laughs> yeah, when she pretended to faint and she was <laughs> and and they were going to give her a shot and she was like, "No." Yeah. No, she she just popped right
1: up. Right. And she goes She goes, "Of course I remember." <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> that's all
0: she said. She probably screened. looked at her phone like crazy.
1: Duh, I was there. Well, literally <laughs> somebody had, because it was like a, ask me a question post, you know? And so I didn't realize that somebody, I guess like two people ahead of me said, almost like asked her the same exact question.
0: <laughs> oh, she's like, hello. Yes. She's <laughs> like, yeah,
1: I remember when I fainted.
0: Oh my god, so I'm Frankie <laughs> And I'm
1: Jake, <laughs> hi everybody We're Fear the Talking hey. Queers Welcome. Welcome Welcome back to the
0: show, hey
1: <laughs> You know that song? It's not, it's not a real song
0: <laughs> Oh No wonder it didn't sound familiar <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh my god
0: So today we're kind of talking about like a teen movie
1: Yeah, not another teen movie.
0: Just kidding. Not yeah, (laughs) the OG horror movie. I know. Speaking
1: of not another teen movie, did you see? Did you see the gift that Chris Evans so wonderfully blessed us with this week? Yeah, it looks big. Ooh, yes. I mean, uh, he knew. He knew that America needed something to cheer its ass up, and And he was like, uh, "This is
0: a good silhouette of my dick."
1: Yeah, he said black and white. (laughs) This is serious.
0: And Jamie Lee Curtis was on it. You saw oh, that?
1: Yeah. She. What did she say? She was all. She
0: said, "You got my attention."
1: That's right. I mean, I said, "She." Activia. She played, <laughs> oh my god! What was going on behind the scenes during Knives Out? That's what
0: I want to know. He had his knife out. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> his sword. <laughs> sword. Now, bitch, that was
1: America's dick, and um. You know, uh, Captain think, America, right? Yeah, you know what? We just, we literally just found out we lost Ruth Bader Ginsburg like 10 oh, minutes yeah. ago.
0: I know. There were, it, they already have the flags at half mass over here.
1: That's cool. Uh, that is a devastating loss for for the future of America. I, you know, in my personal opinion, you know, so that's such a shame and a tragedy, but thank God at mm-hmm. least we had a little light. I mean, not that that... They happened, obviously, at different times, out of order, but, I mean, we got a little light with Chris Evans' dick, and then,
0: um, now we're back to reality with, with, <laughs> with,
1: with Ruth Bader Ginsburg.
0: Right. You know, R.I.P. <laughs> mean, Mama. But you know what? If anybody needs a reminder of what, um, Chris Evans' dick looks like, Jake has it in his phone <laughs> on Zoom. Oh, he has bitch. it printed out. I see it behind him on the wall. Literally. It's
1: my it's phone It's like background. an altar
0: around it, a shrine
1: your contact
0: picture. And he's like, ring-a-ling-a-ling, ring-a-ling-a-ling. Yeah,
1: ring-a-ding-a-ding, ding-a-ling-a-ling. Yeah. <laughs> Lick-a-lick-a-lick, ding-a-ding-a-dick.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. We're just tasteless. Speaking of We're tasteless, d- what yeah. are your favorite teen movies? <laughs> <laughs> so um, we each picked, f- like, three, right? You picked three, I picked three. I picked three, you pick three. And Get then we the have a b- three times three. Let them see, let them see. That's
1: right. Okay, so my first one that I picked is Heathers. Heathers is probably, Ooh. other than one that you picked, that I'll tell, you know, I don't want to spoil one of your picks. Other than that one, this is my favorite teen movie of all time. Um, Heathers is the story of... Um, the the Mean Girl Click in the 80s. This movie takes place in 1989. It's when it was you know, released. And uh, The Mean Girl Click where every girl in the click, all three, are named Heather. And um, there's uh, one extra girl. Her name's Veronica played by Winona Ryder. And basically the movie's about um, <laughs> like teen suicide and it's about popularity and how even if one head bitch dies in the group... Another one is always going to be, be there to take her place, and um, I love it. I think it's great dialogue. It's a little, it's a little less accessible, like the dialogue, than say like Mean Girls. You know, Mean Girls. Everybody knows that dialogue, but I think Heather's is a little more um, dated. Spe- date, but it's a little more, <laughs> it's a little more like specific. It's not yeah. as universal as the dialogue in Mean Girls, so fuck it's a little Fuck me hard. gently with a chainsaw. Yeah, yeah, like fuck me. So I have a couple of my favorite quotes written down. The first one Ooh, being okay. "Fuck me gently with a chainsaw." Um, <laughs> I ruined know, it for you. Yeah, no, it's okay. But um, yeah, I think the, it, it's like the humor is just darker than me, something like Mean Girls. But um, I love this movie, and this movie is, I would say, iconic. It's a cult. It it's is like, iconic. It, it's, it's a it's a cult classic, and it, you know, it didn't reach like maybe like like mainstream you know people like again i keep harkening it back to like mean girls but like it, it's sort of like it, the it's like it the dark mean, mean, girls. Girl. mean girls yeah yeah it's it's the it dark inspired mean, mean girls. girls
0: inspired jawbreaker it inspired to Ch- and I, I, I just watched jennifer's body recently and i feel like it's very inspired by heathers sure it's um, inspired that yeah. it really
1: inspired scream queens um Ugh. yeah and so chanel <laughs> Yes, Chanel Oberlin is a Heather, for sure. They should all just have been yeah. called Heather. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they almost literally...
0: They're all took, Chanel.
1: Yeah, they're all Chanel. They all took they took that bit from Heathers. And so, um, I yeah, so my number one teen film is Heathers. And my other favorite quote, just, I don't know, this one's really random, but I love this. There's a scene after Heather Chandler, the main Heather dies, and the other Heathers are mourning her death. And with Veronica and Heather McNamara says, "Look, Heather left behind one of her swatches. She'd want you to have it, Veronica. She always said you couldn't accessorize for shit." <laughs> <It's like> <laughs> 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 that's my favorite line in the entire movie. <laughs> it's like just you know in the whole <laughs> movie It's so good. Just, you know, it's like one of those like random lines. Like you and I like really like random lines in movies, and that's one of my favorites. So, so good. What, give me one of yours. My number one. My well, number your one. one. Of yours, yeah.
0: Okay, so. The first one that I know would probably be on your list if I didn't tell you I was going to do it is Clueless. Yes,
1: that is my yes. probably my actual number one favorite.
0: <laughs> I know I, this is we are kindred spirits. As different as we are, we have the same taste and the same opinions on things. <laughs> we <part>. do. Yeah. <laughs> Clueless is just, I mean, iconic.
1: Oh yeah, we it,
0: would not be who we are without Clueless.
1: Yes, and to be honest, you and I are Cher and Dion. Right, right.
0: No, totally. You're Cher and I'm Dion. <laughs>
1: right, exactly. <laughs>
0: totally. Uh,
1: yeah, and uh, you know they brought iconic fashion. They brought. They really did bring iconic '90s. Oh, verbi- iconic verbiage. 90s
0: fashion. I mean, and, oh, verbiage. Oh, as if. As like, if. Who doesn't? If oh still,
1: God. people say as if.
0: I say as if. I and totally buggin'. I I say totally buggin'. Oh, absolutely. Like part of my, I'm like I'm totally buggin'. Yes, and
1: uh, you know it brought us one of our, you know, the greats who, who mm. didn't uh, miss Brittany Murphy, who RIP girl, um, you know, we were so fortunate to have her. And uh, Clueless is really an incredible film for her. She just, it, I,
0: oh my God, she is Thai in that movie. Yeah. Like <laughs> she, she the, I love
1: it. I love it too. And you know, Alicia and you know, she, who shall not be named as Dion. Um, you know, I think they also really created, Iconic characters with, uh, you know, and that movie is actually based on an old, you know, piece of literature. Yeah, of English yes. literature, and um, A- I-
0: and there's so many similar. I actually watched the new Emma with um, the witch. Oh, oh yes, uh, Anya, <laughs> Taylor. Anya A- Taylor, Anya Taylor Taylor Joy, Joy. Yes, yes, her mama. So she's <laughs> she plays Emma, and there's so many similarities in the storyline. Um, even to the point where one of the characters' name is Elton. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, like,
1: this is... That movie was clearly inspired by And this is a
0: very quotable movie as well. Um, My favorite quote from it is um, when Ty shows up to P.E. class and she's the new girl. And (laughs) they're all, um, well, you don't have time to change, but you can hit a few balls in those clothes. And then... um, Amber goes, she could be a farmer in those clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, st- I say that all the time. I still say she could be <laughs> a farmer. You do say that. She
1: could be a farmer in those clothes. <laughs> also iconic line in that scene when she's like, just like, uh, there are all doing tennis practice or whatever. There's like that machine shooting tennis vault yeah. at them and Same she goes, scene. Yes, and then she's like, um my plastic surgeon says he would rather I wouldn't
0: do any activity where balls fly at my nose.
1: And Dion goes, <laughs> Well there goes your social life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love when uh, Dion calls Cher from the mall and oh, she's yeah. like there's a party in the valley tonight. And yeah. then and then she goes, Oh my god there is a party in the valley tonight to tie and uh, Dion goes, Hello yes.
1: <laughs> Hello Anyway. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or, or, or when Cher's at the party and then she answers her phone, it's her dad. Oh, yeah. All, where are you? And then she's like, I'm having yogurt with some of my girlfriends. And then he's all, and there's like a helicopter oh, overhead. Yeah. And he goes, where in Kuwait? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I'm telling you. You and I like really like the the not popular the, lines. The, <laughs> the minor lines in
0: it. Yeah. Yes. Everywhere in LA takes 20 minutes. Yeah, yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, I love it. I love Clueless. I love, love those lines. Okay, give me another one of yours. So
1: my other favorite, this movie is pure comfort to me, um, and it is Easy A
0: Star. Aww. Oh, God. I
1: gotta, I got bang. I got I gotta, I I got I got uh, I gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I was like, what are my favorite quotes? And literally the first one was, I gotta, I got <laughs> <laughs> um, but I gotta, I got yeah, so um, Easy A, is that movie that really I would say really launched Emma Stone into the mainstream. Oh, totally. I mean, I think I think we probably had seen a little bit of Emma Stone before, but this was like a like a career defining performance for her. I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, She's spectacular in this movie. She's
1: so witty and funny. This movie's about a you know, your average teenage girl. She's not really popular and not really unpopular. But she inadvertently starts a rumor about herself um, that she had sex and all of a sudden the whole school goes crazy and the rumor mill starts and it just spreads and, you know, it gets insane. And she sort of, instead of fighting it, she embraces it and um, Mm -hmm. she just, you know, because she's like trying to use it as like a social experiment And um, you know it all sort of backfires, but uh, it is such a good movie. It's so is wittily a word? It's so wittily written. Like
0: we're gonna say it is (laughs) wittishly, (laughs) yeah, wittishly,
1: (laughs) wittishly written. Um, uh, Yeah, I know. So brilliantly written, brilliantly acted. The supporting cast is top notch in that movie. I mean, her parents in the movie alone, Stanley Tucci and and Patricia Clarkson, are Uh, major standouts. Yes, they—you uh, know—there's just so much good, like rapport between them and wit, and even the the other classmates. So Ali Michalka is great in it. Um, yeah, as her Lisa Kudrow. Uh, Lisa Kudrow, uh, uh, the final performance of Amanda Bynes. <laughs> <laughs> The last
0: great performance of Miss Amanda Vine. Literally. And now Aww, she's got it.
1: now she has tattoos on her face. And so she'll probably never work in Hollywood honey, again. Honey. But I but I mean that's so sad. But she's great in this too and Penn Badgley is so fine.
0: Oh, okay, my favorite quote from Easy A is from Penn Badgley. And mm-hmm. it's not even a quote, it's a sound. When oh. he, when they change their mascot from the devils to the woodchucks oh, yes. and he comes out and he's all ay, 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 ay. He's like typewritering the, the, the piece of wood. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, what did I write as my favorite quote? Uh, so my favorite quote is uh, any conversation with her parents. That whole conversation where they're trying to um, figure out what bad words she called her classmate. And she's like, it starts with a T, think British. And they're all T, 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 T. <laughs> and she's like, Gu- guys. <laughs> and then they start guessing. And her mom's like, yob, frast, nut. And she's like, sounds. there's just sounds. <laughs> all right, your turn. Ball's in your mouth. <laughs> ready?
0: Ready? Okay. <laughs> ready? <laughs> okay. Kay. <laughs> Bring it on! Yeah, duh. Oh, was I supposed to guess? <laughs> I was doing the no. I was doing the audition part, where she goes, "Ready? Okay. okay." And She oh, can't get it yeah. right. Oh, yeah. she says, Ready?
1: Okay. I'm sorry. You're like <laughs> my boyfriend just broke up with me.
0: <laughs> um, oh my gosh! I I mean, Bring It On is to me one of the <laughs> finest gl- movies that Team Movies have to offer. Oh, it
1: is a great. I honestly love Bring It On.
0: I know all the cheers. By heart, do the do the gas station the pump or gas go? That's all right. That's okay. You're gonna pump our gas someday. That's, all right, that's okay. You're gonna pump our gas someday. Ah! Great. Now do the final
1: clover uh, performance at nationals. <laughs> <laughs>
0: boom! 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 <laughs> tick! 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 Boom! Dynamite! <laughs> Two, four, six, eight. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it a, As if I'm never gonna
1: take. Wait, no, that's that's the Toros. Do they do that?
0: Yeah, As if I'm never gonna take. Which is sung by one of the
1: sung by one of the Clover cheerleaders. R.I.P. R.I.P. No, three of them.
0: All three of them. All three of the Clovers are in. I mean, sorry. All three members of Black are in the Clovers. Really? Lava Lafred. And Janellope, they're all from Black.
1: What? I only thought one of them was. I
0: no, all of them. And one of them ended up being on Real Housewives of Atlanta.
1: Oh, wait, yes. I watched the whole season. I didn't realize that w- that was her.
0: Yes, that's um, Lava. Uh,
1: what, what, Lava. What was her na- What's her name? It starts with
0: an N? N?
1: I remember she had a sing off with candy and she blew candy away (laughs) she fucking blew
0: candy out of the water I
1: remember that (laughs) but we but Joey and I are watching it and we're like but at the end of the day she wrote no scrubs so she's fine that
0: part (laughs) but you know what right but you know what don't worry because I didn't realize that was her either and then Andre's like hello she's from black and I'm like you mean like bring it on black and he's like yes she's then bring it on I'm like
1: uh, 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 I knew uh, she was in Black, but I didn't realize that all the members of Black were in Bring It Home. Oh, on. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, um, yeah. I guess, yeah. Now that makes sense. It is her, now that I think of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, so, so tell me more uh,
1: why you love this movie.
0: Okay, I love this movie because I swear to God I was meant to be a cheerleader and my mom wouldn't do it. She was like, you're already doing theater. You're doing too much. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
1: You're doing too much that's too gay.
0: <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like, you're going to do baseball, if you're gonna do sport. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, she didn't say that. But no, I mean, I wanted to be a cheerleader. There was like a tryouts, so, like in like elementary school for like the local Vallejo like team and they were having cheerleaders and boys and girls could do either one. So I was like, I wanted to do the cheerleading because I am I saw Bring It On in theaters when I was nine. And <laughs> so I wanted to, to be a East Compton Clover and my mom did not want to fulfill my dreams. I will say that out of the two groups, I am 100% Clover.
1: <laughs> oh, I believe you. And I'm 100% Toro. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> Shocking. And I, uh, <laughs> I am Kirsten Dunst, okay? <laughs>
0: no, you're less. Ah! Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> Jan Jan, the cheerleading man.
0: So my favorite quote from Bring It On is when um, <laughs> the football players lost. And then they go by the cheerleaders and they're picking on the, the male cheerleaders. Yeah. And like... And then he goes, "Dude, you just lost."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's "Like, go team!" Go- or I don't know. Yeah, you're What's right. the
0: What's the Eliza Dushku quote that you always say?
1: Oh, um, you don't have it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you don't have it. You don't have it. Give it up already. <laughs> that probably is my favorite quote in the whole movie. There's so many, but yes, I the do.
0: spirit fingers. I mean, there's so many iconic the moments. The spirit that. stick. Yeah. But uh, my favorite is the banter too Between um, the Clovers She goes Please stop teaching her these big words before she chokes on one (laughs) And she's like, better I choke you La Fred (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, Or when they give, when they send Paulette The TV show host That small ass Clovers uniform (laughs) (laughs) So good Oh my god, so what's another one of yours?
1: All right. so I switched it up on you But uh, my my, uh, Last one is gonna be Grease is the word, is the word, is the word. Oh, I didn't
0: see that one coming.
1: Uh, I know. I originally was just going to, like, honorable mention it. But I was like, no, this one deserves more. This movie, is, obviously, is, like, a staple of American culture. Like, everybody knows Grease. Everybody knows Grease. Everybody knows Grease. And we all know it has a terrible moral. But, you know, there are so many other teen movies that also have terrible morals. Yeah.
0: So. Change yourself for your boyfriend, everybody.
1: Yeah, why not? It, but you know what? At least you get to look hot in leather or, or, you know, spandex. Yeah, she
0: looked, I think she made a change for the better.
1: <laughs> I do, too. Because, yeah, fuck the you wanna girl. You want to be a good girl or a bad girl? Yeah, nobody's <laughs> ever going to say good girl.
0: Never. We wouldn't. <laughs>
1: no, absolutely not. Um, but, you know, it brought us, like, iconic stars like Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta, Stalker Channing, like this amazing star. Yeah, even though she was
0: like 35 in that movie <laughs> literally i know they're <laughs> playing they're, a 17 year old
1: they're all like 35 years old <laughs> but you know what they got away with it i love that it's like it's like the 70s does 50s like i love that about it because like
0: yeah because it is kind of has kind of like a disco yeah it does element to it
1: yeah which i love and um so some of my favorite quotes uh my favorite is um when they're sitting at the lunch table and Marty goes hey do, you, do these glasses make me look smarter and Rizzo goes nah I can still see her face <laughs> 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 and uh, one that I say all the time I just say this all the time is peachy keen jelly bean I say that to people all the time and I don't think anybody understands that I'm quoting Grace because yeah. ri- Rizzo says it peachy and, um, keen jelly bean And then probably my favorite songs are Hopelessly Devoted to You and There Are Worst Things I Could Do. Hopelessly
0: Devoted to You can be found on, can it be found on your Instagram?
1: Uh, no, but I did perform it on Instagram Mm -hmm. Live once. I know, I do want, I actually was like looking for it in my camera roll the other day. I was like, do I have a recording of that? I don't. I don't know where it is.
0: When I heard you sing that, that was shortly after like Grease Live and I was like, Julianne who? Oh my (laughs) God. But
1: do you know what? I actually have written down that I do love Grease Live. I think it's great. Oh.
0: I, the only part I don't like is Jesse J singing the Really? Song. Oh
1: my gosh, I think the only part I don't like I fucking is fucking that. that horrible song that
0: they gave to Frenchie. Oh my god. Why yeah. did they even give her a song? Like, just cast somebody who doesn't sing.
1: Yeah, yeah. She didn't sing in the movie. She didn't sing in any She doesn't sing in the play. She didn't sing in the movie. <laughs> Frenchie no, did not she, need to sing, so you didn't need the, to cast Carly The song Carly did not belong. The
0: song did not belong. It's the the song, song did not belong. Not belong oh my god my favorite song is freddy my love the kiki palmer edition
1: yes oh my gosh i (laughs) loved kiki palmer i thought she was so good in that i know people who didn't like it but i loved her in that role
0: oh yeah no i i loved her yeah i loved that whole sequence too they they totally did "Freddie my love up in that live version oh
1: oh my gosh yes when she like was in the room then they she walked through the door and all of a
0: sudden she was in that gown it was in that glamour yeah
1: yeah. yeah, no. So and it was like a USO performance. Like that was so clever.
0: That was really clever. I enjoy that. So some of the honorable mentions I have for teen movies include mid nineties. I love that movie. I know you don't mm-hmm. really care for it, but I love it. <laughs> um, mean Girls, of course.
1: I mean, yes. The most iconic is Mean Girls. Um, I would probably say Cruel Intentions Ooh. is uh, an honorable mention for me. Jawbreaker uh, is another one for me. Yes, and I love uh, sugar and spice. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, my god, that, that's like a that's like an honorable honorable mention. That's like uh, that's like know. far down there honorable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a dishonorable like- mention. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it is cute. It's cute. Anyway. And quickly, writing- drop and drop oh. dead gorgeous. Sorry.
0: Oh my god, don't get us started. <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll we'll yeah, we'll save probably that for another day, but dropped a gorgeous for sure. Mount Rose
0: <laughs> America.
1: America. By Bi- Bi- American.
0: <laughs> oh my god, the melted hand on the Okay, let's just <laughs> Okay. So, quickly rising to the ranks of my top teen movies is the one we're talking about this week, which is Assassination Nation.
1: Yes. Yes, this movie is much darker than any one of the movies that we just mentioned.
0: I feel like it's much darker than anticipated, <laughs> because the Ooh. trailer gives you sort of this euphoria kind of look. Right. We'll get into it. I should probably Wh- tell you what it's about first, because we did guess the episode on our... Instagram story and no one could guess it. Three people finally got it but out of like all the guesses we got.
1: Yeah because I think this movie definitely has some similar iconography to the movie The Purge so I can see why people got confused but so Mm. in order to get away from that why don't you tell us what it's about.
0: Assassination Nation written and directed by Sam Levinson. Before our story begins, we are warned of possible triggers this movie will present. They are bullying, blood, abuse, classism, death, drinking, drugs, sexual content, toxic masculinity, homophobia, transphobia. Oh, sorry.
1: (laughs) Transphobia.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Transphobia, guns, nationalism, racism, kidnapping, murder male gaze sexism swearing torture violence gore weapons and of the most dangerous of them fragile male egos ugh the worst ugh. our story begins in the town of salem and quickly brings our attention to our lead lily colson played by odessa young and her friends bex who is trans played by Neff and sisters m played by abra and sarah played by suki waterhouse they make their way to a party where bex hooks up with straight football player diamond who has been texting her for some time he then asks her not to tell anyone because he doesn't want anybody to find out that he hooked up with the trans girl at the school lily and her boyfriend mark played by pennywise oh uh, i mean <laughs> <laughs> bill scars guard uh hang out and then they fight while lily texts someone with a contact name daddy also the whole party finds out that their mayor has been hacked Local hacker Marty receives a message from an anonymous hacker filled with files from the mayor's phone and computer. Turns out Mayor Bartlett, who constantly campaigned against LGBTQIA+, wears women's lingerie and hooks up with male escorts. After he is exposed, the entire town shows up for a press conference where, instead of addressing the issues, Mayor Bartlett shoots himself in the head in front of everyone. After the mayor, the girl's principal, Mr. Terrell, is hacked and quickly deemed a pedophile, as his files include photos of his six-year-old daughter in the bathtub, and porn searches with keywords such as teen. Lily is then harassed online by the unknown hacker, who threatens her and turns on her laptop's camera. When she looks up the hacker's IP address, it is disguised as coming up from Russia. Soon after, a massive hack is released with half the town's secrets exposed. Chaos ensues. Grace, played by Maude Apatow, ex-friend of our leading ladies, finds out her best friend, Reagan, played by Bella Thorne. You mean OnlyFans, Bella Thorne? uh, OnlyFans.com slash Bella (laughs) Thorne. Released her nudes around school. As revenge, Grace whacks her across the head with a baseball bat during cheer practice, killing her. The football team rallies up when they find out Diamond has hooked up with Bex, using their alternate name, Slay em High. They plan to teach Bex a lesson. Em and Sarah's mom, Nancy, played by Anika Noni Rose.
1: Princess Tiana.
0: <laughs> Princess Tiana um, is attacked by a woman who finds out Nancy has been having an affair with her husband. It is also revealed that Lily's sexting buddy, Daddy, is Nick Mathers. Em and Sarah's neighbor, played by Joel McHale, who is also a married man that Lily used to babysit for. His wife takes her daughter and leaves him. As Nick was a victim of the hack as well, several photos and videos of Lily are found on his files. Although her face isn't fully shown, she's exposed publicly by her boyfriend Mark for being the girl who ruined Nick Mather's life. Lily's parents kick her out of the house after they find out. As she walks to Em and Sarah's house, she is harassed by two guys following her in a car. When she doesn't react to their taunting, the car's passenger chases her with a knife and follows her into someone's yard where Lily finds a shovel and smashes it across his face. A week later, the townspeople of Salem have gone crazy, wearing masks and obtaining weapons. Nick, also wearing a mask, leads the frustrated townspeople to capture Marty the hacker. They torture him for information. He says, after monitoring data use of Salem's IP addresses, Lily's used the highest amount of data. He then lies and says he confronted her, and she asked him to help him with the release of the hacks. After his confession is recorded and released to the town, Nick and the clan kill Marty. The monstrous clan then set out to find Lily who is having a movie night with Bex, Em, and Sarah. Members of the clan break into their home, killing Nancy, capturing Em and Sarah. Bex escapes killing one of the clan members with a nail gun. Lily escapes making her way to Nick's house. He takes her in only to attack her. She locks herself in the bathroom where she finds Marty's body in the bathtub, brutally butchered. She arms herself with a razor blade embedded into a soap bar. Nick breaks into the bathroom, but his throat is quickly sliced open by Lily's DIY weapon. As she leaves his house, she finds his stash of weapons. She gears up and rescues Em and Sarah from a cop. Meanwhile, after escaping, Bex is captured by the slam-high football players. They force Diamond to tie a noose around her neck so they can hang her from a tree. Diamond stands up to the team saying he won't do it. Lily, Em, and Sarah show up just in time to rescue Bex, slaughtering the football team in the process. They then release a video of Lily preaching youth and female empowerment. A gang of girls rally up and help Lily, Bex, M, and Sarah face the townspeople. While we don't see the outcome of the girls facing the clan, our movie concludes with the unmasking of the ominous hacker, which turns out to be Lily's brother, who I didn't even write down his name because I don't even know it, who says he doesn't know why he did it. For the lols, the end. (laughs) Ooh, wow. So, let me first start off by asking you, do you like this movie?
1: You know, I I do really like this movie. I, I like this movie. Uh maybe not uh, some as something like I would enj- I enjoy watching. I actually think it's kind of an important film. I think mm-hmm. it has a lot I think it has a lot to say, especially about the generation that we live in and the time that we live in that is so dark dark, but also like so social media based like and how much social media runs our lives and how uh, how divisive it's it's i don't know i don't want to say it's made us but um Uh, gives us an gives us an outlet to be like we we have more we have way more to say now to each other than ever and people have staked their positions so firmly and that there is no room for negotiation. Now it's you or it's you against them essentially. Right. Right. And um, so I think this movie does a really good job at um, hyperbolizing this, this idea. And Mm -hmm. I, so I do think this is a really good film. I, you know, again, I don't know if this is something like I would enjoy watching just on a casual you know watch but i (laughs)
0: did casual sunday evening
1: (laughs) right no but i do think this film is i do think this film is very good and very important of and telling of the times
0: telling of the times absolutely Uh, at first i enjoyed it for its entertainment value uh it's so in your face and it has that beautiful cinematography that it's sort of kindred spirits with euphoria where every shot looks like it could be an instagram post um, right. So it's kind of for that Gen Z sort of eye, the millennial and Gen Z eye. Um, and we come to find out that when all goes awry, this is how people would react, like the townspeople of Salem. It does become a sure. witch hunt. It does become chaotic and crazy and everything else. The Where this movie, it is thought-provoking. It is telling of the times. I think it's important. I actually do love this movie. Um I think I would watch it casually. It is dark. It's intense. But this is the kind of movie <laughs> yeah, that gets me thinking and going. Right. Yeah. It's a hard watch. Movies.
1: Yes. It's a hard watch. But, you know, I'm somebody who watches Midsummer for, you know, the entertainment. For giggles. Or, you know, for giggles <laughs> so I guess I can't really be like, this movie is so hard to watch. I would never watch it casually. Like, I would.
0: Right. Where this movie fails is the treatment of the female characters. Interesting. The, when I, I was reading female critics' uh, reviews... And they were divided. Half of them loved it. Half of them hated it. Um, so I actually sure. had my friend watch this movie. My friend Aurelie. Hey girl. I know she's going to be listening to this. Um, she's basically a paralegal. I think she is paralegal at this point. Um, and uh, very femi- very feminist. She's a feminist for sure. So I had her. I just I was like give me a review of the movie after you watch it. Because I know that her, from her point of view it's going to be a totally different perspective than my own. Sure. So this is what she said. And I quote, (laughs) (laughs) it's the same old story of women and girls having to go through trauma in order to become a badass it's clearly written by a man who thinks he knows about women's empowerment traumatic shit like sexual assault is all too real for most women for it to be used as a trope in entertainment as the gateway for a woman to become the person she's meant to be that's not what happens in real life shit's traumatic and you gotta keep pushing I don't see picking up guns and shooting up the place as an accurate analogy it is satisfying to see the girls fight back and kill the men terrorizing them yes but it's old ass trope that needs to be left in the past so I get it I do get it Um, because it is it doesn't do anything new in that aspect it is sort of like that Nancy Freddy Krueger type thing where the woman and the girls go through so much trauma in order to build themselves up to and I so I asked her I said what do you think that they could have done differently to make it more to make it more appropriate and she sure. said that they should have just left that trope out of it and just had the girls be badass on their own without being provoked. And sure, they might be harassed, but like all the sexual assault and that the way that girls are treated by the older men is a little is a little cringy. That's the cringiest part of the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes. I mean I agree. I think that is something that is you know, I think that is an interesting trope. But I don't know, I feel because this movie was actually thought of with care for that fact i know the director i've watched a few interviews with him and he actually took the script to the girls in the film because he knew he knew he's like you know i am i'm a man writing this movie from this perspective i do i i have to be able to use my resources in order to make the story accurate so he did give the script to the girls and literally had them re you know put give their input rewrite Certain things out, you know, about it, and he also took the time to seek out, um, you know, manifestos and uh, seek out things that that women talked about that they cared about online. And also, to be fair, this is a story, um, you know, as far as narrative flow goes. I think you need to have peaks and valleys like that in order for the movie to have a cohesive um, story arc. I mean. I don't think you can have these girls start off already at the top, already being badass. Cause then where do you go from there? You know, I think narratively, I think it makes more sense that these girls have to go through a journey in order to, you know, rise up. I mean, if we just had these girls starting, you know, being badass and shooting guns from the top and it's like, wh- what is the story we're telling here? How are these girls going through any sort of change? How is what's happening around them? Affecting who they are and who they end up becoming. I don't think it's as, as not thought out. I'm not trying to argue with with Arely's standpoint, um, no. but yeah. I, but I, but I but I do think that there. You know, I think that there was more care than maybe came across, and I think that maybe it's yes. it's more in you yeah. know like the dark realities of it all. While they are uncomfortable, um, he, the reason why he said he centered it around teen girls is because he said that as a teenager himself, he was very angry and he was an angry, he had a strong drug addiction. And he said that he's like, who who knows more anger than teenage girls? He's like, literally, I feel like, he's like, when I think of my experience, I think the people that could relate the most to my experience would be teenage girls because they, they go through things that, make them angry that should make them angry you know that men don't go through and not saying that he's experienced the same exact thing but mm-hmm. like that's how he that's why he was sort of inspired by you know young girl stories and things like that and so
0: yeah, um, yeah. I no I yeah. see I see I see that I see what you're saying because without that element at least with Lily and the and Nick Mathers because I think that storyline is important because that shit happens on the daily, right? Like, no, yeah, I agree. Like older men getting younger women, and then it. What I think what this movie opened my eyes to was the way people treat it after it gets found out. Like they blame sure. her; they they put it on. She yes. ruined his life. She made his wife leave. And right. it's like this well, man is a pervert, a pedophile. Right, right, and, <laughs> it's
1: and his we've fault. seen. And, right, and we talked about this before. Is like you know we have we have this this terrible way as a society of punishing women for things that we should not, you know, it's not, we, we want to call them sluts, except And we don't vilify the men who do the things to the women as, right. And you know, we, we, we've hit a turning point. We've hit a turning point in society where we we are now
0: recognizing these things. And I think, um, I think what this movie does very cleverly is, um, they, they juxtapose it. They kind of do a parallel storyline with the Salem witch trials yeah, because it takes yeah, place absolutely. in town of Salem, and so it's kind of like what was going on so long ago—to make hanging girls for being witches still goes on, but for different reasons, like that. Yes,
1: the medium is different. The medium is now you know social social media. media. Yes, and, uh, yes, and how? And I, I really liked the idea that the director talks about. He said he the move the premise like at the at its core is um, what it would be like if the comment section on social media came to life. ah, uh, Yes. You know, it, because that's yes. exactly what this is. It's like, it's like if it came to life and it was trying to kill you and, you know, which, you know, maybe is an extreme version of that. But to be honest, it's like the so- comment section on any social media pl- platform is that volatile,
0: you yeah, know? Because, because you have to put things... Because when you're reading it or when it's in the comment section, you can ignore it. But when it's in your face, you can see how damaging it can be. Like, this is, this is, we're talking about a, a monstrous thing, like a social media that has given people a platform to bully others, um, mm-hmm. to, to write yeah, so suicide vilif- letters, yeah. to kill yeah, themselves. Vil- like, yes, yeah, death threats, deal. vilifying
1: people. Um, yeah, and, and I think, yeah, and so I think he does a good job at, like, taking that idea and bringing it to life and putting it into a to a living, breathing setting where, you know, now everybody who has these crazy, you know, or not crazy, but just absolutely staunch point of views mm-hmm. comes together and puts their what they say into action.
0: Yeah. What? So one of the reviews I read that uh, there was one sentence in it that I was like, this is why this movie, that I'm so invested in this movie. It was from a writer named Audie Robertson. She writes for theverge.com. And her review had this one sentence. It said, uh, "This movie is how hypocrisy, a lack of empathy, and a willingness to jump to extreme behaviors is destroying America."
1: Yeah, and I and I do think, and I think that that is more the point of the movie. I know we it's it's not so much social media. And I read this in a I don't know if it's a review or something, but yeah. it's not social media. It's about the lack of empathy. Like that is a, the actual right. main driving force of this film is like nobody has empathy anymore for anybody else everybody operates on these like black and white settings um you know and and you know sometimes that's justified and sometimes it's not you know yeah. because like cuz there's a moment one of my favorite moments is it in the film, is just a quick conversation that they're having in the pool with the character Bex. Oh my the, god! Who, Literally, yes, who, that
0: was what's playing in my mind as you were talking. Right.
1: Yeah. So, so Bex is the trans female character of the film, and she has a really great moment where the where um, after after the mayor shoots himself, um, the char- uh, the character of Lily, she's talking to her and she's sort of feeling. She's like, you know, I, I feel bad for him because he was like in a really dark place. And Bex is like, "Do you want to, honestly? I don't feel bad." She's like, "Because people like him don't have empathy for people like me who die every single day. He wouldn't mm. shed a tear for me. Why would I? Why should I shed a tear for him?" And you know that's true. I mean, and it's unfortunate the way as it is. We
0: think At our generation and the generations after us. That's how we think. That's literally how we think.
1: Right, and and I you know as dark as that is it's the truth it's like how, how do you feel bad for people who wouldn't feel bad for you if the same thing happened or worse you know and um, so I mean there's some really strong really strong messages I think about that or uh, not necessarily yeah. messages but just you know visualizations of that idea of what happens when there's no empathy anymore and how chaotic that can turn our world
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that that scene specifically is one of my favorites because you have... They're reading it... uh, They're reading about it online as they're in the pool. And the pool looks like a great... Like, you know, like, totally Instagram-worthy. Like, totally, like, just... They look great. They're You know, they're in the pool. They're having fun. But they're reading about the horrors of the world. And that's what... And that's kind of the world we're living in where everything's beautiful and great and you're seeing things through this filter that Instagram has provided for you. But there's all these things going on and it's kind of that idea that Euphoria brings up, too, where it's like all these kids that were growing up, that were young in the time of 9-11 or were born at post-9-11, are now born into this anxiety-filled world. And no matter how beautiful they try to make it, they still have to go online and read about these terrible things that are happening all over the world.
1: Yeah, that is very true. That is very true, that's a really interesting point that I didn't think about, but yeah, the whole movie is pretty much like an Instagram post, like how it looks, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's all it's all deep and dark and seedy underneath like the world is not as pretty as we're trying to make it or as right. fun or as you know carefree like there's a lot going on
0: under yeah. the surface yeah um so we actually have um somebody who we connect with on instagram was in this yes. movie
1: <laughs> yes which i think is you know sorry to break up you know the the, dark
0: the darkness of movie, but
1: yeah Yes, but yeah, go ahead and tell us. She uh, she was so nice um, to. She was nice enough <laughs> to give us a little uh, a little anecdote about her time on set. Do you have the? Do you have what she said, or?
0: Um, so I don't have it word for word, but I read it, and she was basically. Yeah. Her name is Mars. Um, yes. Her preferred pronouns are she, her, they, and them. Yes, <laughs> and uh, she what she is a dancer, so she used to tour internationally for twerk and bounce. I was like, hey. okay, hey. I, was, I was when I read that, I was just got up and sh- shook my ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but she, um, so she was heard about the extra call for you know through a friend of a friend. And she went down and she got all costumed up and was twerking on some young guy. She said she felt a little uncomfortable at first because she was like the oldest person in the room. She was like 30 playing a 17-year-old. Yeah, (laughs) just like um, Greece. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just like Greece. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, she said it was, you know, a good experience. She thought it was going to be like some stupid teen movie, but then she heard what it was about and was like, oh, I kind of like this idea. So... Um, she had a good time on set. She had, you know, a few words with one of the main girls. She couldn't remember who it was, but and she's actually never seen the movie. But she said that one of her friends told her that she's definitely in it. That she yes. found her in the movie. So that next is so time amazing. I watch it, I'm
1: gonna look for you, Mars. Yes, girl. <laughs> we're, we're we're looking for you. No, that's so amazing that she was so nice to to give us a little um little story about her time on set. So at least the set itself you know she said it was like a party it it was actually like a light and it was like a party and everybody was having a good time so that's good to know because this movie is again very dark and
0: um yeah it's nice to know that speaking of dark also just going back let's go back into the cave oh Um, sorry yeah (laughs) cave of thoughts. no okay so one of the things that also intrigues me about this movie is that it gives these trigger warnings because I notice a lot of um, things on social media like they like even on YouTube videos they'll They'll bleep out the word, or they'll silence the word "COVID," because they don't want it to trigger anybody. And I'm like, but that's the world we're living in, you know. You, I, I understand when things are triggers for people because that's very real. But when it's a reality that everyone is going through, you can't do anything but deal with it, but face it. Something like COVID nineteen, you know what I mean? It's like,
1: yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess because this time that we live in is so anxiety filled i mean maybe people aren't capable of just even seeing anything about it maybe they're you know would they if they so choose that they can um you know turn a blind eye to it you know just Mm -hmm. for five seconds and i mean i guess that's fine but yeah i mean at at the end of the day you're right like we're not escaping anything that's going on in this world we can't you can't i
0: do live by the the mantra "ignorance is bliss" because I don't watch the news. I don't seek out information. I don't. When I'm voting, I just read about it as I go along, and I'm like, okay, this is what's right, and this is what's wrong. But you know, I because I, any news I get is from social media. So, so <laughs> because I just, it's so dark. It is dark, and it makes you sad, and it makes you depressed, and anxiety, and things like that but there are horrors in the world that we just have to deal. they are there and we just have to deal with them when something has happened to you personally i understand it more when something's triggering or you know you've had to go grow up as a as a girl a teen girl who's just had suffered from the male gaze your entire life so those kind of things i understand um what this movie does is it takes everything that you could possibly get offended by and it just splashes it in your face even the beginning some triggers that may be in this movie and as the words are flashing you're getting scenes of what's happening blood and just guts and it's like it's a crazy it is a crazy ass movie
1: right and and i mean at least they warn you they're like look this movie has something to say (laughs) about everybody (laughs) Yeah, about everything and all these things that you try to you know that you try to turn a blind eye to like you're going to see it in the next mm. you know, hour, two hours
0: because and, and it, um, and there's, l- there's something up. for everybody there's something for everybody because like Aureli was really upset about you know the parts of male gaze and, sure. the, and all of that and that shit at, is upsetting that is at, upsetting at, shit it's upsetting it's upsetting and so her watching it, she said that she she watched it over a glass of wine too so she was getting hyped. but oh. <laughs> but for me one of the one of the more terrifying moments is actually when Bex is having the noose put around her neck by this these homophobic transphobic football players, and I'm like, what would you do? This is literally my nightmare as a gay person coming to life.
1: Yes, I mean, yeah, the the transphobia and the homophobia and the gay bashing and things like that. Like, and I do think that it's a really interesting, you know, parallel to again to the Salem witch trial thing that we that we've sort of mentioned. But yeah, so there there's a scene where Bex is about to be hung by these by these boys these like group of toxic masculine men you know and um, that scene is very very intense and um, it could be very triggering for somebody who's
0: who has been you
1: know bashed or anything like that so
0: yeah there, but, as a gay person that's one of the most triggering pers- but then it's more triggering to me as a human being because this shit happens to people, to Black people, in other, in well, and maybe in our state, but in other states as well, it's just like this happens. Yeah, and to it's happened through, and, and it's disgusting. happened throughout history, uh, yeah, throughout it's, it's, history, and this still happening today, and it's disgusting, absolutely right. disgusting. Right. right.
1: So then you have to sort of think of it. It's like, I, as horrible as these things are, and as triggering as these things are, is seeing these things happen. How how does that affect change? How does that? you know is is that something that affects change like if you see something like that happening do you step back and go oh fuck like like these are this is something that happens in this world How am I being compliant with it am I taking part in you know any part of this violence like and so like as hard as it is to watch these things sometimes it's a necessary evil to put the mirror up to the fucking world you know Mm -hmm. to see you know to see to see how dark humanity is and then yeah. from there you make the you make change you, you do your best to make change whether it's personally right. or you're out there advocating for whatever um, so that's, I mean that's as kind hard as that it is yeah final yeah.
0: monologue is about that Lily gives where it's just like I just got here don't blame me this is the world that you built I right. just got this is your society that you trained us to deal with this has nothing mm. to do with me <laughs>
1: Right and not only train like trained you to deal with but also doesn't give you enough voice one of the other scenes that I thought was so brilliant was the scene where Lily is talking to her principal because Lily is an I guess she's some sort of artist she draws and yeah. she and they and she had to draw a picture from life and she drew a quote unquote pornographic picture of a girl in a compromising position with her legs spread whatever and she was called into the principal's office where he, where he tells her that she's she can't be drawing things like this because she was you know suppo- the assignment was to draw from a piece of from life and she's like hold on she's like to me this is life this is what teenagers and girls and actually you know any not even just teenagers and girls but at, people go through this where you know you your body, your body is um, on display, and you're doing your best to, you know, find the perfect angles to, you know, to take your nudes and all this shit. And she's like that. And to you, you see the nudity. She's like, I see life. This is what people go through. This is what they do. And uh, you know, she gives this really intelligent monologue about it. And all his response is only, well, at the end of the day, there are limits to what you can do. And that and so it's like it doesn't matter how yeah. smart you are about this how, what your intentions are we still don't want you to you know you, you are not allowed to go there you know as a young person you're not allowed to fully activate your mind and you know and that shit is also scary <laughs> that, that is
0: scary that's she, he's taking her voice away from her
1: yeah and, and we do and we do that to young girls we do that to young people you know in how often they're written off as you know not knowing enough and that the older generation knows more like fuck that no if you're smart and you're intelligent you've done your research or you have a clear point of view then that's your point of view it doesn't matter your fucking age yeah because we can change
0: societies we know it for the better
1: Right, exactly. Don't silence the voice of the young people. They are the right. people that have to make change. But that's how they keep
0: you in your place,
1: and that is wrong. Right, in my
0: opinion. right, <laughs> right. So, all things aside, what's your favorite part of this movie? What's your favorite my, scene or part from this movie?
1: I, um, as crazy as it is, my favorite scene in this movie is the home invasion. I think it is so uh. brilliantly filmed, and I and I. Um, you know, was watching an interview with the director, and he said that they actually watched old horror films like Halloween and Halloween, Black uh, yes. I knew it. I wrote that in yes. my
0: notes. I was like, "This outdoor shot is very POV shot is very Halloween."
1: Right, and and then yeah, so they said that they watched all these horror these because originally they had intended to, for that scene to be a house burning that they were going to burn the house down, but mm-hmm. they were, you know, but they were having. Trouble finding a house to burn down and within the budget. <laughs> it's not <and> easy. <laughs> it's not easy just to find a house to burn down, and so they um, they decided to go with the home invasion thing. And so that so they watched all these old horror films, and they also wanted um, to find a way to like equate it with um, with their so- the social media theme in that mm. there's all that there's always a back door in, no matter what. Like there's no there's no yeah. there's no like full way to like. To protect yourself from anything, like there's always somebody who's gonna be, be able to hack in or whatever into your life, you know. So, like in this case, the house, and um, I think that scene is so brilliantly filmed because it's all filmed from the outside. It's like somebody is walking outside, looking up through the windows, and it's like a one continuous shot. And each girl is yeah. walking through the house, kind of going about whatever their business is whether it's like investigating a noise or whatever and then each one of them has an interaction with a, a, somebody who's broken into the house to attack them and just the way that that film is or that scene is filmed I think is super brilliant it's it tense is. it's it's exhilarating it's you know of course it's crazy to watch because you're watching these girls be attacked by full grown men um, Right,
0: And that's fucking terrifying
1: which is terrifying but um, I just think that scene is super awesome and also I really love um Bex's fight scene in the pool I think that is such a cool scene oh
0: yeah it's a cool that is a cool sequence yeah yeah yeah.
1: yeah. and I th- when what she said about it is that they put uh, sandbags in her pockets in order like she had sand like oh to keep her yeah, from floating yeah, to, up yes and I was like oh shit that's a movie magic right there cause right. yeah I, I mean and it's probably yeah probably not enough to like to like sink her but like yeah because there's a crazy scene a kind of where waited. yeah so her attack scene happens when she's outside in the pool she's sort of escaped the house and somebody tackles her into the pool with a nail gun and they have a fight in the pool and she ends up nail gunning the dude and escaping and I yeah. think that scene is pretty fucking badass so good yeah. for you Harry Neff
0: It's a pretty badass scene, yeah. Okay, so one of my favorite moments, and I I like it because of the outcome of it all as well, is when the girls are laying down in the gym for whatever reason, and um, Bella Thorne and Maude Apatow's characters come in, and they have this whole conversation about how Bella Thorne tells them that there's a guy that follows her on Instagram and he's subscribed yes. to her Amazon wish list and now he's buying her things. And she's like, and you know, that's just really important for me to like reach out to people. And like, and like her, <laughs> she's so good as that character. It's basically the same character she plays in The Babysitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the cheer, the dumbass cheerleader, but yes, you know. Stupid cheerleader. But what range like that. that. Sh- what range she has. <laughs> <What> range. <laughs> but people think like that, you know, and the ultimate outcome is that Maude Apatow's character, Grace, has had her nudes that she sent to her boyfriend released all around the school that basically kind of ruined her reputation. And she finds out it was her friend. And she, there's that whole first chaotic scene where they're showing her getting ready, hyping herself up to hit her over the head with a baseball bat. And um, she does a really good job like yeah, getting a- into... Yeah. yeah, she's good. Yeah, she's in euphoria. Maude Apatow so. looks crazy. Yeah, she looks crazy. Yeah, she looks crazy in this. And her, her outfit to me is very reminiscent of like the 80s kind of so i almost think of like 80s teen movies like heather's when i see her with the scrunchie in her hair and all that and right. the u- the use of the american flag like making the american flag this ominous force um, during those scenes of chaos chaos, um, chaos. yeah it's very appropriate i mean that's what people are using as an anti protest to black lives matter the american flag as if that's against everybody or something it's like what don't, right, no, don't, don't yeah, the, do that to our flag. That's yeah, the flag I'm, of our country. Don't use I mean, it as a absolutely <laughs> tool yeah, for pa- destruction.
1: Right, the patriots, you know, of our country, have appropriated yeah. the flag and have now, and that sucks. <laughs> like, and that, and that is like a, that's a real thing now. It's like when you, yeah. if you were if you're outside and you see a car going by with a big ass American
0: flag on it, what's the first thing you think? My heart sinks, and I'm like, there goes. Uh, you know, (laughs) supporter. Yeah. I would,
1: i say (laughs) that person's probably racist.
0: No. uh, Yes. Yes. My like literally when I see an American flag now, exactly positioned. And the football players do that in this movie. They have the big American flags hanging from their, uh, truck. And I literally, there are trucks like that around where I live because where I live, where I come from is mostly black and Hispanic, but where I live now is mostly white and Hispanic. But they have that and i'm like and i know right away i'm that the bumper sticker you know is
1: yeah well
0: yeah and trump because, 2020 and all this and right I'm like, exactly.
1: and that's and i think that that fucking sucks because it's like that is our that is our flag it's our american flag and now now it's sort of the not the i mean i guess the meaning of it has kind of changed like you it, and it's just an unfortunate reality but do you know what's really interesting yes. is is that this movie was written two years before Trump got elected. So, in a way, yes. this this movie sort of...
0: It's a precursor. It pre- it,
1: pre- it predicted the future a little bit, which is kind of crazy. Uh, uh, Hari Neff says that she had her callback for this movie the day after Trump was elected. Whoa. Wh- which, she, which she said, she was like, you know what, honest, she's like, everybody was so sad and depressed and whatever, so she's like, honestly, it probably added to the realism of my audition so I mean but yeah. that's in a sad reality but um, yeah so this movie wasn't written with the intention of like where we are today you know, or with like mirroring what we are today like we had not even gotten to this extreme separation you know oh yet so, uh, so so that is crazy that this movie sort of
0: predicted that I mean maybe not to a T, but I d- mean, d- d- but yeah, but yeah, that ominous use of the flag, you know, that that, yeah, it, and it shows up in all the horror scenes. So, um, to me, this movie is truly a horror film because
1: right, it's an it, yeah, it's like a societal it cr- horror. It crosses
0: <laughs> so many genres, but yeah, it's like a survival. It's like it's a, a horror, survival, day, survival
1: I, film, a revenge film,
0: it's, drama. Um, yeah, it's a drama. It's, it's, it's a. It, I think it's strongest moments are in Lily's monologues. Um, mm-hmm. I think that yeah. they're very thought provoking monologues. I think they're great. Um,
1: yeah. And I think that's, a, that's a really strong thing that this movie does is that it sort of breaks, it sort of breaks the normal dialogue moments or like it to ha- almost like educate, educate for a minute, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm going to drop this piece of information to you real quick. um, yeah. And I think that that is uh, a really brilliant thing that this movie does. It's like we're going to stop for a minute. I'm going to give you a lesson on what it's like to be a woman or a young girl or whatever, because you're not listening. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I think that the movie does that really well, especially with her monologues. That bitch is smart.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think when people first watch this, they don't think of it as a horror movie, but this, you guys, is truly a horror movie because oh Jesus, it's horrifying for sure. The horrors of America. <laughs> and it's yeah. uh, more so than the Purge. I think this movie's way more effective than the Purge. Yeah, um,
1: not that not that the Purge doesn't have its merits that as that far Purge as its social scary. commentary because it does. Yeah. It does. No, yeah, it does totally. Th- but I mean, this movie I think has a much, uh, much deeper understanding of its message. A
0: more relatable sort of especially in the times we're living in right now so give it a watch
1: try it out <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean yeah this movie is definitely intense it's not for it's not an easy watch by any means but it, um, it's, it,
0: it's not for the faint of heart
1: yeah but i do think it's very good and i think it's very important
0: yeah personally it, it is important um just as important is the fact that the conjuring won (laughs) (laughs) the conjuring won uh our haunted house movie that we'll be doing in october we do a vote every week for the episodes that we're going to be doing in october and so far house of wax will be done the first week of october and the conjuring will be done the second week of october yes what do you think about that i think i i'm very excited
1: yeah, I love The Conjuring, and of all the movies, that was the one I was personally rooting for, and so, um, and so, and so it was House of Wax. So so far, you guys are, <laughs> you guys are got my right back. Right on
0: the nose, yeah. yeah. You and to be honest, they're picking movies that they want to hear us do because we're talking about House of Wax beat out a Nightmare on Elm Street and Freddy vs Jason and Child's Play classics, and so yeah. you know we're getting we know our audience.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely, and, and they those. Know movie- us. Right, and these movies are obviously much lighter fare than um, what we've talked about this week. So, uh, you can look for yeah. So if this one's a little too heavy for you, then you know what, you got something uh, uh, light, and fluffy, light and fluffy, light and fluffy to look forward to.
0: We just wanted to let you guys know that we're also smart and socially aware.
1: Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah, we are. We're smart. We're woke and educated and shit. Right.
0: But I also want to say that if you were offended by anything that either of us have said. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. I don't know what else.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could There's absolutely. There's
0: so many opinions in this episode with the sure. rally. You, me. I mean. Right. You know, right, and you know, and, but it's all. You'll it's agree all with one of us.
1: It's all in the name of conversation. Like I, I absolutely respect Aurelie's, and pos- I, I, I don't want to, like I know I sort of, um, gave a counterpoint, but um. Absolutely, I agree with what she said. I'm not discounting anything she said. She's obviously much more educated on what it's like to be a woman than I am. So I just want to
0: say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I had her. I asked her to do that because. Uh, it's hard to speak from a point of view that you know. Right. Well, we have no idea what it's like to grow up as a as a woman. Even though the world that Jake and I live in is completely run by women, <laughs> we absolutely, we still don't know what it's like. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, well, so before we go, uh, make sure you follow, comment, subscribe, like. Uh, damn, we're, I, I always have the plan to like Promote our Apple reviews At the beginning of the episode I always forget But leave us an Apple review Come on We're still waiting for one more If you leave us one uh, We'll um, Kiss we'll you, send you yeah, We'll send you nudes <laughs> <laughs> We'll send you nudes
0: Yes And um, put your contact on our phone as daddy <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yes I think that sounds good um, Alright so Do you think we should wrap this up
0: wrap it up like a condom on a dick
1: (laughs) that's right yes we're also promoting safe sex see
0: we're we're doing our part
1: (laughs) yes we are we're socially conscious
0: so yes but thank you to aureli thank you to mars for contributing to our episode um and thank you to you all
1: (laughs) for listening and not turning this one off
0: (laughs) And not turning it on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: All right. Well, um, I guess we shall talk to you later. Yeah.
0: In closing, um, Jake is going to give us a cover of Fergie's version of the Whoa, National Anthem. Whoa, sick! <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. You did so good.
1: <laughs> well, that was Fergie. She's here with me. <laughs>
0: oh, hi, oh, hey, Ferg. Hey. Fergie Ferg. Stacy. All right.
1: <laughs> All right, bitch. Um, you want to do the honors?
0: Sweet screams.
1: Bye!